This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, as you know, there's no playbook for something as serious as this. And uh, so it's in hindsight, um, I may review that, think and consider um, whether that was um, a good decision or not. But as I say, I'm drawing solace from uh, the parents of the victim and the victim who are very pleased with the timeline I followed. Oh, I'm sure they're thrilled. Positively tickled. That is uh, Greg Reeves, principal of St. Michael's College School. And there is a playbook. It's called Don't Be Dumb. It is called Common Sense. Because now we learn six boys chart, and they really are just boys. And they are facing very serious charges. We're talking charges that carry jail time and could get them placed on a sex offender registry for life. They could even face more charges, depending on what more police find. And I'm referring there to the child porn aspect of this case, the making and distribution of child porn. While kids might think it's funny to tape this kind of stuff, it's a crime. You can't do that. You can't pass it around your friends for laughs. The reality is, if you have a kid and they're passing these videos on, even now, as we speak, even between themselves, they are now taking part in a crime. So I would really, really hope a lot of parents, not to mention schools, are telling their kids, you better not have those videos because they are taking part in a crime. And the charges are 14 to 15-year-olds, so they are charged under the Youth Criminal Justice Act. And sure, they'll be tried as youth, but they could be sentenced as adults. Depends on how mature they are, which would mean they don't get protected from those laws identifying them. So, I mean, and, and by the way, if you don't think a 15-year-old has ever been tried as an adult, I mean, Melissa Todorovic comes to mind for me. She was uh, charged with first-degree murder. She was charged as a youth. She was then sentenced as an adult. So she did not have that protection. So it does happen in cases of very serious charges involving a youth. But at the end, a judge can turn around and say, no, we're going to bump this up to adult. And it's not case closed because I don't even think we're, coming close to being case closed because, as police said today, there's 50 witnesses at least. They're now looking into as many as four cases, and they believe more videos being passed around the Internet. So they are asking anybody who thinks they might be, you know, have been involved in a crime, come forward. And as for the administration, well, of course, they were protecting kids, don't you know? Let's bring in Dave Perry. He is the CEO of Investigative Solutions Network Incorporated, but he is a 20-year, 28-year uh, decorated cop with Toronto Police, and I know he has done these kinds of investigations. He joins us now. Hello there. Hello, Alex. All right. So you see the press conference, you hear all the information, and I know that the uh, school administration will spin us saying we were trying to protect the kids, but you've done these cases. Your takeaway is what? My takeaway is that I think the school was hoping that they could keep this an internal issue and that they weren't going to involve the police and or at least the media. They were trying to take this as, a, as an internal investigation and handle it themselves. And uh, only 
when they started getting heat and the video started appearing and the media started calling that they decided they would call the police. And, and it's uh, it's a huge mistake. How much worse did it make? I mean, if you're the cop assigned to investigating this, a detective, and this would be the sex crimes unit, how much more difficult has the school administration made it for the police to do their work and protect other kids, let alone the kids involved? Well, the timing is such that perhaps it's not going to impair the, the police investigation. But the problem is, is that this involved uh, social media and a video, a very horrific video. Thankfully, I haven't seen it. I've seen way too many of these mm-hmm. in my career. I don't need to see any more. But I, it's been described to me. I know what the context of the video yeah. is and what happened to this poor kid. And our reporter, and Jamie, has seen the video. And, um, and she describes it as nothing short of horrific. Yes, and, I, and I'm sure that is going to bother her for quite some time. And, um, you know, the reality is I don't know how a school principal could look at that video and think anything other than that I need to call the police immediately. You know, I certainly get that there's a responsibility to take care of the victim. And, and uh, you know, he certainly um, stood out in front of all of us and said that enough times. But the reality is, is that, um, you know, his first duty was to call the police and to report this. Let me stop you there, because a lot of people will say, "Okay, but he was doing it. I'm going to play the devil's advocate because I don't buy any of this hooey. But, you know, I was protecting the child. I had to do the expulsion meetings. I mean, what is the obligation, be it public and or private school? You're in charge of kids. Your duty is what if you think you've witnessed even even possibly think you've witnessed a crime? Yeah, there's no wiggle room here at all. And every every school. A teacher, let alone principal, is, you know, well-trained and well-informed on their duties under the Child and Services Family Act. And they have a, they have a, an absolute duty. And it's it's clearly written to report immediately when there is suspected abuse of a child. And it goes into every type of abuse you can imagine, including sexual abuse. So there's no ambiguity here. This is very, very clear. And that's really what should have happened. It should have been reported right away. Yeah, and uh, the principal did say today that, well, you know, on Wednesday I reported it to police, but we know for a fact, and I know because Global News had made the phone call to the school at 9.30, that they had brought the tape to the uh, attention of the school, and this particular principal first denied it and then said he had to go into a meeting, and then all of a sudden the school was uh, got an invitation or got a uh uh, visit by the police, and that's because the media reported it to the police and they showed up at the school. So that's really the only reason that the school finally said, okay, the police are now involved, but it's not because they called. And so where does this investigation, Dave, go as far as you're concerned? I mean, when you've got videos circulating around, could those kids all be charged? Well, they they could be. There's um, <clears throat> There are definitely charges that cover the the whole aspect of making and distributing child pornography. But I'm not sure that they're going to go there. They certainly could. They'd be well within the rights of the police to lay those kinds of charges. Um, but the spirit of those charges might be a little different than than what we're seeing here. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and quite frankly, I would encourage those charges to be laid, that mm-hmm. there should be child pornography charges. People have been duly notified by the police and the media today about you know, the fact that if they're in possession of that, and that, that includes you, that includes me, the mm-hmm. media, anybody that's in possession of that must delete it, or they could be deemed to be in possession. And that's that's just the law. And I'm not suggesting for a second that anybody did anything wrong by clicking on it, opening it, talking about it, and so on. But you know the kind of people we're talking about here, Alex, the people that think this is funny to share yep. this kind of horror online and to have this uh, this person, you know, truly abused multiple times 
And that's where I call foul on the timing yeah. and, and the, the, the whole timeline of this thing is how do we know? <clears throat> how do we know how many more thousands or tens of thousands of times this video was shared and therefore viewed around the globe, not just here in Canada? Yeah. And, and, you know, the, that responsibility, in my view, rests solely on the shoulders of the person that had the duty to report and they didn't for quite some time. Yeah, because in the Internet, there are these dark, dark corners that have some awfully bad people and they go out of their way to find images like this and, and they use it for their own purposes. So who knows where that child has been exploited? If I'm the parent of this child, uh, you know, I can only imagine what that family is going through. And I have to think, Dave, the parent should have been, I get the police would be called first, but the parent should not have had to wait one or two days on this thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, maybe there, that was in consultation with the parents. I, I don't know. But uh, it doesn't really matter. The The truth of, of the whole matter is that there was a duty for the school to report this immediately upon becoming aware. And the second they had that video, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, there's there's no there's no room for discussion here. What was on that video was stark, horror, graphic, you know, sexual assault of, of a boy by several other boys, whether they could be identified or not. Again, not the school's. Yeah problem or not their responsibility it should have been handed straight to the police and you know maybe the police could have got ahead of this even sooner and it's not their fault but mm-hmm. maybe they could have got ahead of it sooner and and stop this from being shared as many times as i'm sure it has been shared so i know that the police made it pretty clear that it's not a priority now yet because they were asked a lot about the responsibility of the principal in reporting that. But if you were a detective on this case and you've got, let's say, the case kind of put together, you've uh, wrapped up the important uh, parts which are really getting making sure all kids are protected that are at the core of this, but would you be uh, pushing for charges or could the administration of the school, any of them, be charged for things like negligence? Yeah, potentially they could be charged for not reporting in a, in a timely fashion and and again, it's not the priority at this time, but somebody should be reviewing it. And if if I was um, a parent of children going to that school, if I was on the board, I'd certainly be bringing all of this into question. This needs to be reviewed, and there should be some determinations made as a result. And I got to tell you, Alex, I've done a lot of uh, you know difficult investigations involving schools, and I've seen this before. Schools are very quick to close their doors and not to follow protocol and try and protect the reputation of their school rather than doing what they're, they're absolutely duty-bound to do. Yeah, and, and I want to be clear, it's not all parents, it's not all the students. It's, it, you know, it's a small faction of parents who are blaming the media and kind of lashing out. I get that. They're upset, they're angry, it's very highly charged. I get that. But it is not in the school's best interest, Dave, to just simply sit back and hope that the school will get to the bottom of that. Is that not just blindly naive? I mean, they say that they're going to do this internal investigation. They've got this wonderful app that they're launching. I mean, with the way they have um, dealt with this case, if I had a child in that school, I would not believe a word they said. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's not, in my view, it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. It just started out really bad. And right. you know how these kinds of issues unravel if it starts out bad it's very hard to get back on track and that's going to be for the school the police the media and for the community if the right thing was done at the right time i don't think we'd be having this conversation we would quite frankly probably talking about you know what's the problem with the youth in in society today with social media and and hazing issues and these kinds of horrible acts and that somebody would be foolish enough and stupid enough and cold-hearted enough to post it on social media to, to, you know, again, re-victimize the the victim a second, a third, a thousand times. 
So, uh, but the the blunder, if you will, or the mistakes made in the early stages, that's going to be the focus of this for quite some time. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. I'd like to think it's over, but it is not. Appreciate the insight, sir. Always a pleasure. Always. That is Dave Perry, who has seen this, done it. And if a guy like that is saying, I've seen this before, I think it's in the school's best interest at this point to bring in a totally outside body to do any investigation. Because the people you got there now, I don't think they can be trusted. And it doesn't mean the principal's not a nice guy. I've heard he's a delightful nice guy. He may be all those things. But he didn't go to the police. And we're talking about the safety of kids.